1999, a cover band from small town Hannah, Alberta, signed to Roadrunner Records, much to the chagrin and ire of metalheads worldwide. Accused of watering down the roster of hardcore and heavy metal bands, the band managed to reach the top 10 with the release of their first album. The success came more hate. Famous among their haters was comedian Brian Posehn, whom in an ad spot for the Comedy Central show Tough Crowd could be heard to say several times a day, no one ever talks about how bad music leads to violence, like how hearing this band makes me want to kill this band. Neckbeards across the internet took to task, making the band a default joke of a burgeoning meme culture. Did they have a point? Is the music that bad? The lyrics that cringy? The band continued to release albums with much success and eventually released their fifth album on October 4th, 2005. Although once again achieving success in a number one spot, the internet neckbeards had a heyday with songs like Photograph and Rockstar, sealing their fate to the internet meme status forever. In the years since, it seemed like it's just cool to hate this band. The band? Nickelback. The album? All the right reasons. Today's show? Bargain Bin. This is Learning to Listen. Cue the theme song. It's Learning to Listen with Quinn, Naomi, and Charlie. All right. That's right. Welcome to Learning to Listen, L2L, the podcast. It's a bargain bin episode. And in the bin today, the internet's most hated band, Nickelback. So that's right. <laughs> we're talking about music and the way we listen to music. We're trying to engage with the music we listen to. We're all about the lost art of engaged listening. So that's why we're talking about albums and consuming the album as a whole artistic statement, the way artists intended. This isn't a biography show. Instead, it's a pure guttural and visceral reaction to the music we are listening to. I'm your host, Quinn Clark, and with me as always, he wants to be a rock star. It's Charlie it's Scream. Charlie Scream. Yeah! Right on. She wants to be a rock star. It's Naomi Carmack. Oh, I need to be fucking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, the joke is we all want to be rock stars, right? Right? We know Chad Kroger wants to be a rock star. Yeah, he's trying. All right. He's well, trying. okay. Before we get into it, we got to do a little housekeeping. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, you may have noticed that there was a bit of a hiatus there a few weeks uh, where we had a hard time scheduling, and we've realized looking at our calendars, that's probably going to keep happening for the foreseeable future. So, this is what's going to happen. We're going to take a hiatus for now, just a summer hiatus. We got a lot going on. It's not a bad thing. It just means, you know, life is getting busy and we have to reconfigure a few things before we can get back on a regular schedule of recording. So we wanted to leave you with this good episode, you know, some hot, <laughs> hot content. It's actually Real because after content. this episode, we might not be friends anymore. So <laughs> could, could be. We might need That's a cool why there's a period. That's also why um, it took us so long to get to this one. Yeah, totally. Counseling. We were dreading having to talk about it, but I picked it. I knew this was gonna be, this is the way it was going to go. So anyway, uh, so stick around. We'll be back. I promise you. And if you're on Patreon, which you should be, by the way, I think we've, we had the best Patreon episode we've had in a long time. It's pretty good. The bonus content attached to this episode is, is good. It it's good fire. content. And we also forgot to follow up on something on that. So we have to do it after the, the show. Oh, yeah. So that'll be on the Patreon too. <laughs> um, but anyway, so summer hiatus you won't hear from us from a little while but if you do go on patreon like i said there's still bonus content going up there there might be a few little extra things going on up there so just hang out on patreon and we'll be back we'll be back but uh okay that's it on with the uh regular episode uh oh patreon.com slash learning to listen that's where you find that almost forgot um guys nickelback uh yeah the album uh you know Mm. here's the thing about this one now the album is all the right reasons that we're doing for the bargain bin today. Wait, mm-hmm. is it I feel all the like right reasons or all the wrong reasons? I don't. Is it all the right or wrong reasons? What is it called? I it's called down... all the right reasons, but there oh, is a yeah. track called all the wrong reasons. Oh, okay. That's why I wrote that down. Oh, three, yeah. three after. I wasn't just being cheeky a month ago when I wrote these notes. Uh, no, I thought no. You, I thought you were making a point. Um, but here's the thing: is with this band, I, we'll get into this album. There's a reason I wanted to pick this album, but I almost feel like we just got to talk about the band. Right. You know? Yeah. So the reason I picked this one is just because of the internet, you know, as being <laughs> the meme machine that it is that, that for even to this day, people still use, especially photograph is just a default meme. You know, it's mm-hmm. up there with, Oh, like, look at this graph. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Like look at that's one of the best things I've seen. Yeah, look at this Instagram. You know, like whatever. It's 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 been it's been much uh it's been it's been much made fun of or been the source of a lot of fun for a lot of people. Mm. Uh Rockstar has definitely gotten a lot of hate. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I think people found the irony in a, a band trying to do a song that might have been a little satirical about vapid, shallow rock stars coming from people who are perceived to be vapid, shallow rock stars is like, um, you know, I don't know. A little... I find it interesting that Kid Rock and Nickelback never did a song together. Uh, never did a song together yet. Yet. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this album for sure, but I just wanted to ask you guys before we get in, into it, if you had any theories, why the hate? Why is Nickelback the most maligned band? Obviously, they sell records. They must have fans. But if I just do a Google search of Nickelback, everything that comes up initially is just like, worst band ever, why I hate Nickelback, 10 reasons Nickelback's the worst band ever. You know, maybe that's just my algorithm. Maybe I should take like... <laughs> yeah, but, like maybe that's it. just the things I've written. But Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You know, like Wikipedia does come up too, but then you read like things like, you know, when you go into critical reception and it'll be like, boo. <laughs> I think the majority of that is because it was cool to hate Nickelback or still is cool to hate Nickelback. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean there's actual hate involved. It's just that if you're, if anyone finds out that you like them, it's embarrassing and shameful. Why? Just because at some point enough people diss them that it became cool to do so okay mm-hmm. charlie you you were about to say something yeah no that's i totally get that i feel like it's it's easy it's one of those things everyone everyone like this is a, a little bit of a pet peeve of mine when everyone is like i hate country music you know just that yeah. blanket i hate this and you know and a lot of people that's an easy thing is i would rather pour boiling hot lava into my ears then listen to nickelback and it's like really because i would probably actually just listen to some shitty music as opposed to physically harm myself so (laughs) yeah stop being (laughs) fucking lazy and come up with actual reasons you know like this is such a blanket term that it that pisses me off more than anything i'm not saying that i'm a big fan but Mm -hmm. i am saying fucking you know be more constructive with your feedback Right. Exactly. Think, Have a reason that actually makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you about 18 of them, but no, <laughs> no it's, it's fish in a barrel. It's not I don't hard. Have, I don't have, I don't have like a bullet read of why I don't like Nickelback, but I don't like Nickelback. I, I don't uh, have the same hate for them that the whole notes. internet does. <laughs> I think that you guys My do. Name. You guys do have a point though about people kind of jumping. It's almost like a bandwagon it's kind too of lazy. Hate. It's lazy as fuck. Well, it's the same kind of people that say that you know they love music. I love music. I'm a big music lover. Okay, well, what kind of music do you listen to? Well, I like what's on the radio. <laughs> no, you don't fucking like music. Yeah, you're talking about Nickelback fans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Listen, I I, I think that the vitriol that is on the internet is mostly just people kind of jumping on a meme culture where it's, it's fun to hate Nickelback. And it also gets you in a bit of a group of where you can just say like, it's shorthand basically for like, you know, like I have taste, right. You know, like I'm, I don't like Nickelback, like fuck Nickelback. And, you know, I think like I brought it up in the cold open where, you know, comedian like Brian Pasein was like an earlier like detractor of the band. And I remember those spots all day long where he's going like, they, you know, they're talking about uh, oh, does violent music lead to violence or, you know, violent lyrics lead to violence and mm-hmm. kids or whatever. And he's like, nobody talks about <coughs> <coughs> nobody talks about how bad music leads to violence. Like when I hear Nickelback, it makes me want to kill Nickelback. <laughs> and it was a funny line and they used it in their ads. It's not even that funny. It was delivered pretty well. I can hear him say it. I've never heard it before, but I can basically mm. hear him say it in my head because I'm familiar I'll, with him. I'll and bet you did. I'll bet you did. If you tuned funny. into Comedy Central like during the early 2000s, it was in an ad spot that got ran all the time. Like between the Chappelle show and South Park. He's a real you know, gem, Brian Bassane. Mm. It was for uh for uh Colin, uh, what's his name? Um Shit, I forget the show Tough Crowd, which mm. was a great show. Anyway, I digress. So I think it started there because like Brian Pesain, you know, was kind of a hero of like that nerd rage culture, you yeah. know, 
So they're like, hey, our hero said it. So, you know, and they took the ball and ran with it. And this is early internet. This is pre like, you know, where your, your mom posts memes with minions in them, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is like, this is like, you know, this is a culture. This is a tighter group, you know? And uh, so, you know, I think it started there. I, it started there for sure. But then it's not like Nickelback did anything to not help that, right? Like they still, they they still kept Whoa. one foot firmly planted in the '90s. Like their sound is very much of that, like you know, late '90s post grunge, you know, Creed like sound, and they've never evolved past that. Uh, it's it, it's That's very not gen- true. It's you think so? It's very generic. Um, also, the lyrics are pretty cringy. Like they're pretty on the nose, pretty cringy lyrics. It's a lot of like this weird. You know, like he can't like Chad Kroger does not sell this like fucking uh, m- m- like this this tough guy posturing he does in all his music. There I don't was buy a, it for a second. There was a a change lyrically in Nickelback because they were a revered band in it, and especially in Alberta, up until Silverside Up came out. Um, albums like Curb, um, they were very popular. Songs like Breathe, um, you know. The, people really respected them and liked them at that time. Chad Kroger was writing lyrics in a metaphorical fashion. Mm-hmm. Something happened. Maybe it was a producer they worked with. Um, I can't remember the exact story where he changed his style of lyrics, lyric writing where he became literal. Well, yeah, very on the nose. And that's around the time where they got really famous, but people, all of a sudden started saying that the songwriting was crap. And well, all we that. know them in Canada for like, you know, leader of men is leader um, of men. Yeah. yeah. Um, confession. I have seen Nickelback live mm-hmm. in that era when they were first coming up. Uh, they opened for Widemouth Mason. Okay. And I have no memory of Nickelback, like turning my head or like, there was no like reason to leave the beer garden when I heard them. Mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh, this sounds like an opening band. You want yeah. uh, we're doing confessions. Yeah, I've seen I've seen them live as well and a little bit more cringy of a show. Oh, um, right. I saw them at I think it was whatever Sky Reach was called at the time, Rex or whatever, whatever the, mm-hmm. the Coliseum was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our local, our local. Our local um, uh, I saw and I went, I went to you... go see the opening band Seven Dust and then came Nickelback and then uh-huh. the, the headliner was Creed. So what? you went to a Creed show it was oh. a big deal. Okay. I have to ask. I have to, I have to ask. Okay. So you're saying you went for seven dust. I really, I really liked seven dust. I, okay. I can kind of see and like I a, did, at the time I didn't necessarily hate Creed or Nickelback. Um, interesting. Okay. What would your feelings be if somebody was like, Hey, do you want to go see this? You know, Creed Nickelback. What a why why have three bands on that bill? I they all bands that all sound very similar. It so was it made bad. sense that it was a package tour or whatever they were doing. It made sense yeah, for yeah. the show, but like, mm-hmm. like well, I, I've I think gone to time, Nickelback shows where it was the same thing, where it was like a bunch of bands opened uh live being uh an interesting choice to open for Nickelback because live really live big band. That doesn't and that like was still with Ed Kowalczyk as the singer, too. So wow, that how what what year would that have been? Um, I'm gonna say 2006. As a yeah, guess, I've seen them somewhere. I think it was 1999. Interesting. I think that live like that. fell so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. There was a point where live was one of the biggest selling bands of their day, like probably yeah. around like 94 to 96, right? Yeah. Hmm. And then they fucking made an album about dolphins crying. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. uh, it lost it lost some people <laughs> well you had made a comment about um, i was a big them, when I was a, them never changing well okay i would say if there was change it's subtle it was more like they leaned into certain aspects than they did of others like yeah i would say there's a difference between a song like leader of man and some later stuff but not that much lyrically maybe but not for the better you know like if listening to this album, I was Tell very me. much like, oof, this is rough, man. And like what the songs are about are terrible. Like a song how he's he's so jealous that he's gonna beat up a guy for talking to his girlfriend. Okay, I'm gonna give you that. Because 
I listened to that song. What? I, what? I listened to that song 15 years ago and thought I, I liked the sound of the song, but yeah. back then it was not as weird as it is now to and have that kind line. of a, that lyric now is a bit cringe. There's an age. Hey? A lot of his lyrics about women don't age. Look, I, I wrote down this note. I wrote down that it was toxic energy drink fueled testosterone rock. That was that was those were my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I mean, that appeals to a very specific crowd. You know, if you're if you're yeah. dude bros to, who, who exactly. want to fucking fight at totally the bar. Yeah. This that I agree with them. Yeah. A song but, like that is for them. Well, but I feel a, like I got that. I wrote things like a that bunch of songs multiple on times like on my list. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's what I mean. This macho posturing thing that like, Hey, it's, okay. Just because he's putting a little gravel in his voice. I'm like, I'm not intimidated by Chad Kroger at all. Like, I'm not like, this guy sounds scary. I'm like, this guy's just making me like roll my eyes out. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We get it. Okay, yeah. Oh, if she talks to another guy, you're going to go beat that guy up. Good for you, Chad. Like, if you brought that guy with you to a party, people would be like, dude, who brought the fucking this asshole? That's the shitty guy at the bar, probably named Chad, that you're going to stay away from. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Of course his name is Chad. Um, (laughs) Yeah, why does he hate women? What? What? Like song Why are you about, getting him hating women out of that? songs about women are all about like how much of a problem he has with like women. <laughs> like no. he's got that, he's that song hear- about how oh. he's super jealous of the girl who goes out and like, you know, that it's weird, man. It has weird, creepy like energy. I don't get it. It, it is this like. I'm not hearing that at all. Oh, I should have. Okay. I didn't write down. There any is lyrics, but... a song on the album called Someone That You're With. Which is yeah, my favorite one. song on the album. Favorite <laughs> oh, song on the album. That one that doesn't make you cringe. No, it's sweet. It's like he I don't I understand. I don't get sweet from it at all. I got the opposite. I think I it's the, like I, like he really likes this girl, but he's not doing anything I'm the healthy way creepy though. or strange to get with her. It doesn't say anything like that. It's just kind of like he it actually shows some vulnerability. Because he's pacing by the phone because he's like nervous to talk to her kind of thing. He wants to go for this girl, but he's scared to. He wants to be the one, but he doesn't do it because he's scared of her. It intimidates him. I don't see the toxicity in that. Okay. Well, I got a different impression from the lyrics. Um, maybe I should look some up and uh... do some recitation. Yeah. Cause I was out and about while I was doing this. So I didn't really get to write, but uh Come on my podcast. <laughs> I just wanted to say it. Sorry. Yeah, but okay. You know, maybe, maybe it's things like how how he's just got this like, it's weird energy, man. You know, this, but a lineup formed outside your door and I was way too late. Duh. <laughs> I don't think that's literal. I think he's kind of fletching <laughs> her. I mean, I could have got in the line. You know, but, he's but... not with her because he, he's like, well, I hate to be alone. And if you're somewhere out there just about to kiss. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I didn't get a good feeling when I heard it. Okay, now oh, that also might have been painted I... by like earlier lyrics in the album, like the one about like, is that my is is that your head or my girlfriend? Like what? <laughs> That's uh the next contestant. Is that your hand on my girlfriend? Is that your hand on my girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then he's I'm gonna beat It's about all these guys. It's what you were saying earlier. It's about all these guys in the bar who's trying to hit on his chick. That's a bro dude. Even girls hitting on his girl. And he's, he's just yeah. up too. It's, I had to agree with you on that. That's a <laughs> little much. <laughs> it's a little much. And that's it's appealing to those guys who want to fight and be yeah, that's, bullshit. I get that it. Is, that, that, is some, that, is some, that is some small town Saturday night energy for sure. That right? is Tabor, Alberta Saturday. Yeah, that's, we hear you. That, that's some Hannah, Alberta. <laughs> but, <laughs> Very close take, to Tabor, probably. Yeah. Hannah, oh, Tabor. God. You can take the mullet out of out of hannah but you can't the hannah out of the moment um, <laughs> um anyway yeah i don't know just stuff like that was really distasteful but um yeah so i had this note though because i was like and then i just was remembering other nickelback lyrics like the one about i like i like your pants around your knees yeah i like or no it's around your feet i like your pants around your feet and i like the dirt that's on your knees 
Yeah, and then he's like, that's the one that the lyric about. Uh, I like he, the white strains stains on your dress. <laughs> what's the one that? What's the line there where he goes? It's like you, uh, you look better with something in your mouth. <laughs> you, that's not on this album. No, I know, but I just have some of that stuff in my mind. So when I hear lyrics, I know I'm 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 treating this like I'm running for president. Stick to the facts. <laughs> I'm just saying, like knowing some of those lyrics from previous or other albums or whatever, it's also good. Like that's why I had this note. I was like, what does he have against? Like, why does he hate women? <laughs> that's you know? not hating women. Uh, you think that's you know, healthy? some women? Some women don't need to be fucking pampered like little dolls. You know, <laughs> like some women like that rough kind of like sexy thing and i so that that song figured you out with like some people are into that okay, okay. it's not disrespectful to women it's just talking about sex being a little bit dirty i don't think i don't think it's it's saying anything less about women okay in fact i, mean, I see i see i see them saying a lot of nice things about girls i guess i don't know i just don't i don't i'm not seeing it the same way and i don't know why because you okay, well, I, you know, here's the thing, and I normally bring this up off the bat, but we kind of changed the, the the way we got into this one because I wanted to talk a little bit more about the band itself and our theories about the the hate. Um, mm. But like, have you ever listened to this album back to front before? I mean, I had never. Me, one hundred percent, my first impression. I didn't even have to listen to it. I know every track. That's wild. You'd so you're a, before. You're like, are mm-hmm. you like because you're a fan fan? Yeah, I'm not an obsessive fan, but I'm a fan. I like their music. Ah, I just, I don't understand. Like, I don't hate it. I just am like, oh, this is, this is so nothing. This is so middle of the road. This is just so like four power chords, mostly in drop D. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, this is definitely that like late '90s like sound, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Charlie, what about you? Do you ever listen to this back? I had or? not heard. I like I'd heard the single or two, but I had not heard the whole. Oh yeah, the whole way through. Um, but if we're talking about the sound of it, <laughs> I definitely uh, I wrote down like overprocessed. Like just thinking about it, completely separate from whatever it is and all its history and all its mythos. Uh, overprocessed, like a bit. Uh, like shades, oh, of, like shades of Lincoln Park. I definitely heard. I was like. If there was a little bit more of a like a DJ in the background, it could be a Lincoln Park. Oh track. man, the voice that shows them goes like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> Some of the tracks, like, "Why? What are you doing?" But anyway, um, oh, are you talking about Rockstar? That's well, yeah, uh, Billy Gibbons from Season that. Top. Uh, is it? Yeah, that makes sense. Yikes. Um, I'll take the uh, quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a line in Rockstar. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> um but i'll go okay production wise charlie if we're talking production i will say this the drums sound awesome yeah the drums sound great okay. and the album kicks off with just like a few bars of just drums they sound great i was like damn if these this drum like if these this, if this these drums were on a different record I'd, I'd probably be like you'd be into it i'd be into it. i wasn't you know the first song starts off fine enough where it it drew me in not drew me in, but like, you know, I was like, okay, okay, this, you know, riffing right. guitar, riffing guitar over some awesome drums or whatever. And it's about the point that Chad's voice comes in. Then I'm like, oh, okay, here's Chad doing his, doing his like, you know, like prairie dog and vocals. Okay. That's unfortunate, but that's what it is. Okay. I'll, like, uh, like Ralph I'll, the dog if he was in a rock band. Yeah. But here's the thing it's like, then it's like two songs in a row that I could barely tell the difference between, you know? Yeah, and then oh, here we go with that. Well, yeah, they, like, here's the thing. Man. Every it, song sounds like the same song. They do sound like the same song. I can't cool. tell you what the different songs are except for Photograph and Rockstar because those are the two songs that sound different than the rest of the album. The rest of the album sounds 100% the same. They have the same formula of they always do a breakdown on the third th- third verse. <laughs> you know, no bridges, no guitar solos. Why are yeah, there no guitar solos? That was a sticking point for me. Like there's hammer-ons and pull-offs. Like there could be a little something even, there right? Could be something. Like I will beg to differ if you listen to the song Side of a Bullet. Is that on this it's album? On side of, yes, it's on this album. It's the song that was written not only about Dimebag Daryl, but they were working on something with Dimebag Daryl when he died. They had that solo recorded with him and it's his solo and they put it in the song. 
They have oh, Dombey. I, I don't. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, stand it's called out. Side of a bullet. So the whole the whole lyrical content is about him being killed on stage. I'll have to listen again because here's the thing. I got to the end of the album and went like, oh, I didn't hear a guitar solo the entire yeah. album. Side oh. of a bullet, track eight. Weird. But now, is that the only one on there? Possibly that you can, that you can think of. Likely. Because I may have missed one. <laughs> like if it, you know, like if it just got kind of blended into my listening, like I can understand if there was like one, but like, you know, it was all just like, just the same power chord kind of rock, right? Like very, I don't know. And I found, I found the guitar sound pretty overprocessed for myself. Yeah. The guitars were really boring. I like a good night. Like I can get into some quote shitty nineties guitar rock kind of sounds, but I don't know, really, this one didn't do it for me. I'm not going to open a discussion about another band, but I'm going to say that are you fans of ACDC? Yeah. Um, to a point, I'm not like a huge, huge fan, but I've I don't understand the, the difference. I don't understand how people can absolutely enjoy ACDC front to back. Uh, I'm talking po- mostly post Bon Scott because I think it was a different. Band yeah, if I were to argue but that point, I would say, well, the Bon Scott post Bon Scott because they're more of a blues ba- based band before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? and there and there was a lot more diversity to their catalog, like just their sound. Like, you know, they would try different things, like you know, big balls versus like giving the dog a bone or something, or two different, you know. But like, Brian Johnson, ACDC, okay. there is in my mind no difference between that band and this band. Well, I would say people who complain about ACDC, that's, yeah, that's what they say. Just like you're saying now. And but I know so many people who think Nickelback suck, but they love ACDC. And I'm like, what's the fucking difference? Well, I would think they have their own those, formula. Both of them do. Those are probably a lot of the same people who, A, it, probably an older crowd who Nickelback <laughs> is, you know, the it's, even though they've been around for 25 years or more, you know, to them, it's still like, that's uh, the music these kids are into. They would have never gotten into it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but then if there's younger people who maybe are into ACDC, maybe it's more about their relevance in, you know, the canon of, of rock in, music in Iron Man. Mm-hmm. What's that? Yeah. And the Iron Man movies. on the Iron Man soundtrack, but also, no. but also just the fact that, yeah, like I, here's the thing is I would agree with you that anything post for those about to rock. I think for those about to rock is the last album where they were like, Hey, let's like try, like, you know, diversifying the sound let's a little like bit. Try. <laughs> well, not try, but like try to diversify the a sound shot, a little boys. bit. And then it didn't do quite as well as black and black because black and black even was still outselling and overshadowing that album by the time it came out. Right. And they were like, why don't we just keep doing back and black for the rest of our careers? <laughs> that's pretty much what they've done ever since. Right. And it's a formula that's worked for them, just like this formula that's working for Nickelback. Right. They're selling records, too. I'll bet if you go look at the Metacritic ratings for, you know, everything from Razor's Edge, you know, to like what was they didn't ACDC put out an album called just a few years ago, called like Black Ice or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Something the, like that. Yeah. And if you read what the critical reception, I'm sure a lot of it is like, yep. That's the good old ACDC formula back again. Same thing again. And and that's what I'm saying is people will rant or they'll rave about ACDC till the cows come home, but they'll hate Nickelback and I don't get it. And that's another thing is like, if you go to a concert, a Nickelback concert, that's not where they're headlining. I feel like you guys just kind of stumbled upon it by accident. Oh yeah. 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 I didn't go. I had no idea. If you're purposely at them headlining a show, you're going to see so many people there that, you know, who claim that they hate Nickelback, but they're at the fucking show. I think there's a lot of posers who are just like, I'm going to agree that they suck because I don't want to be made fun of. Going back to what I said originally, it's cool not to like them, but people are going to the show. Oh, well, I just heard it was a really good, like, you know, like light show and there's going to be fireworks and cannons and shit. <laughs> okay. Going to a Nickelback show, you kind of feel like you're just at this massive party in someone's basement but there's thousands of people there i'm sure there's a real feeling i'm sure there's a real small town vibe there like you know i'm sure there's a lot of pickup trucks in the parking lot a lot of f-150s i mean (laughs) there's going to be your stereotypical bullshit i get it yeah but i i also think that like a lot of people are there that pretend not to like them Maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I would. I've seen would it. Be very surprised if a lot of like people I know in my circle, like the people that I would think I might see at a Nickelback concert, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm obviously I'm not just gonna go through a list of <laughs> random people. Like, I would see Ricky, I would see Jim, I would <laughs> see. <laughs> Yeah, but I have a few people in my life that I would suspect if I, for some reason, found myself at one of these concerts, that I would be like, "Yeah, yeah, I kind of thought I'd see this guy." That there. Tracks, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, but then again, like you know, I, a lot of circles I run in, I'm like, I couldn't imagine running into people. It'd be amazing if I did. Um, I would probably bring it up every time I saw them. I'd be like, "Hey, remember that time?" Like, shut up, shut up. Um, here's my confession for probably the most like. Uh, cringiest concert headlining concert i i ever went to intentionally was hootie and the blowfish mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and i justified it at the time oh, as, I wanna be right here. 5440 was opening for them and i was like 5440 is all right man we kind of dig ocean pearl and stuff so it was at the time when they were covering the the single that they had out was their uh was that i go blind with their 5440 cover Oh yeah. yeah. Every time oh, I think of you, I go blind. Whatever. It is. <laughs> hold me, hold me, cause I wanna get hiring. But here's what's weird about that man is Hootie had a fall, right? You know, I like remember how big Hootie and the Blowfish were, and it was so uncool to like Hootie and the Blowfish. The people wouldn't even show up at their concert. So I went to this headlining tour where they played the same place, the same venue, Char- Charlie, you were talking about before, the uh, local arena, our Coliseum, which has been, you know, renamed by concerts ever since, that hold something like at a concert holds, I don't know, somewhere up to like 13,000 people or something like that, right? Yeah. Something. And, and only maybe a, a couple thousand tickets sold. It, it was just on the floor. <sighs> there was nobody in the bowls. I could not believe that they didn't move the concert because... I went out, when my buddy who bought me the tickets, because I don't know, he was a big Hootie and the Blowfish fan, and I had taken him to a Tragically Hip concert. I bought him Tragically Hip concert tickets for his birthday, like the year before, mm-hmm. and it was for the Trouble at the House tour. And it was like kind of when me and him were like, it was like we were discovering music together, and we were both into the Tragically Hip at the time. That's my favorite. That's my. Favorite. It was a good. It was a good record, man. I would say it was their. They're like their run of records in the '90s. Not to get off topic, but the tragically hip. <laughs> not to get more and more off topic. We're pretty good, man. Everything up to about music at work is a pretty solid run of like everything from fully completely through Phantom Power is pretty good, right? Now, if if can I if I can bring it back? Hey, hold on, uh, yeah, yeah. I would say how far are you bring it back because I have a. Oh, you're gonna finish your story. You're still... yeah. I'm just gonna say that it was really weird because when he told me I got floor tickets, I was like, really. Who even blowfish and you managed to get floor tickets? Crazy. And then I got there and I was like, oh, oh because that's, that's the all that's sold. Floor tickets <laughs> is the only tickets. So what blows my mind is to think that I could have gone to this Hootie and the Blowfish concert and they were so uncool at the time. And this is still in the 90s, right? That nobody was there. <laughs> it's before <laughs> one the of country. the biggest selling bands of, of the time, you know. And people were just so over it. They were like, ew, I can't be caught dead at a hoodie. It doesn't matter how much you like, let her cry. I'm not going. It's crazy because they were really big, but they only had like three or four big songs. They didn't have as many as like a band like Matchbox 20. Yeah. Well, I, I think it was just oversaturation, right? Because mm. that's, they got used in commercials. They just were like, their, their licensing for their music was everywhere. Put it everywhere. They got, they got played like fucking, if you listen to pop, you know, or like top 40 radio at the time, you heard them like 20 times a day, more than one of their songs. Right. You know, and it just, I think it just wore thin on people to the point yeah. where it was just so uncool. Um, I, but you know, it's weird to me that somehow Nickelback as much backlash as they've had for their mm. uh, success hasn't had the same fate because they have this reputation of being so super uncool, but yet they still out like sell out like giant headlining tours. So there is some appeal to these guys for sure. Uh, Charlie, what were you going to say? I was going to take it back to the ACDC formula thing. And mm. I was going to say for me, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no doubt they're hundred percent formulaic, but it's better formula. Because they got the solos and they got the energy. It doesn't. It sounds less greasy, and you know what? Greasy in a right in the bad way, not greasy in the good way. Greasy in the cool rock and roll way. Yeah, like not grease. Like yeah, the they, solos. <laughs> the solos thing is something I hadn't thought about, but uh, you're right on that. It's surprising that they don't. 
really have much for solos. And the one that they do on this album is by Dimebag Daryl. It's not even there. It's not even their own solo. It's like, we got this copy pasta right here. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, there's that, but I just, I don't know, like formula, I mean, I totally you get people like wearing ACD's on a formula. formula ACDC's formula better. I might like Nickelback's formula better. Yeah. I might like Chad Kroger's voice better than I do Brian Johnson, which is a hell yeah. I, mean, I think they're both screechy, they're both but I think cool. Brian's is more nails on a chalkboard to me. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, that that's a fair critique of ACDC for sure. Um, and, you know, it's fair to compare them because they are guilty of the same kind of sins sure i would say with charlie at least you know you've got you've got like angus young fucking just ripping guitar solos yeah yeah which we, for my taste in music and you know and charlie being a guitar player like it makes sense where we might be like drop d power chord or like you know <laughs> like meadly meadleys i'm pulled in by the meadly meadleys um for sure okay but back focus specifically on this album now the thing is we're talking about how like yeah there's definitely can't deny there is definitely a formula to the songwriting so much so that chad kroger actually applied it to not just his songwriting but started producing other bands and giving them the like you know hey here's the keys to to get yourself like all the fm like fucking radio play is I can mm. pull some strings for you maybe get you you know get you a meeting with emi but why don't we make your demo sound just like a nickelback album and then let you me have, show you something that's worked for sure yeah and then that. you have all the nickelback clones that came in in the wake of nickelback like theory of a dead man and uh what was the other one that he that he default that he produced i don't default. know yeah default. yeah there you go um mm-hmm. you know like and I, I don't know if there's a if there's a bigger sin than you know, being Nickelback, I think it would be being a Nickelback clone. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, that's it. If it's making it big on the radio, then I'll I get what it, she's having. Well, okay. The reason I bring that up is because it's interesting to me because lots of times, you know, Charlie, we're in a bit of a country music world, right? And the, the problems we've had with what's popular with country music, like radio and, and whatnot, is, is, is the same sort of thing, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, if there's a hit song, then everybody tries to reproduce that hit song, you know, like a hundred million times over. And that's just the radio gets oversaturated with the sound. Um, I think photograph is just one of those country songs. I, I I'm glad you said that. I literally wrote that down, tweak the sound and photograph could just as easily be pop bro country. It is. It's bro country. I was like, I, if you add even, and I know that in pop country, you don't really have a lot of fiddle or banjo or anything like that. But if you add just a, just a, a little, just a couple of banjo planks. Yeah. Like, I mean, country song. where, where country mm-hmm. radio is at right now, there's a lot of like weird, like, you know, it's like clicks and like breathy half rap vocals and stuff like that. But there was a period of country radio that I was like, yeah, it's just a little bit of production tweak. And this is basically a, all the country music that was getting played on the radio 100%. around the same time. And I think, Chad, because it's one of the songs that does stand out on the album and it's, you know, it was a single. Like, it, it's not exactly the same formula as the rest of the album. This and Rockstar are the two that stand out and they're both the singles. Mm-hmm. I, I would not be surprised to find out that he was listening to country radio at the time and going like, oh, I'm going to crib some notes from country radio. They've got some songwriting ideas. Oh, there's, there. there's definitely like a very fine line in some regards towards what's going on in country music and popular country right now. Um, and Nickelback and default. And I'm going to say that, especially about default because Dallas Smith is now a country star. Of course. Oh, it makes so much sense. Right. Right. That was, was an easy line for him to cross. Yeah, it's weird, man. A lot of these guys, you know, uh, Aaron Lewis, he's another one. Stained. <laughs> Hootie and he's the Blowfish. Darius, Darius Rucker. Rucker. These guys that were making like like the, 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 the stuff that was on the radio at the time that was like the most commercial are like just leaning into like, oh, well, they were, all, our- they were all the post grunge era. They were all yeah. post grunge era. And then they ended up in country. Yeah, but it's, you know... It makes sense to me. I'm like, you know, that's hilarious. We should make like a highwayman of like <laughs> of, of these grunge. guys. Although I don't yeah. know if they'd all get along, man. Like Aaron Lewis is he's pretty pretty just like outspoken, like uber right wing guy these days. He's <laughs> he's 
he's like talking QAnon and shit. He's he's wild, man. He's out there, but no um, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's so temperamental and moody at his concerts. He does dumb stuff like he he unplugs the guitar and he gets out in front of the uh, uh, in front of the monitors and the microphones and he tries to just do a completely unplugged thing where he sings like his last song to to the audience and if they don't saying- hush down just enough, he gets mad and he storms off and you're like. You're not listening you're, to my art, Lewis. Your fans are like, they're 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 like they're they're army fucking camo, uh, <laughs> like you fatigue. know what I'm talking about. Not fatigue, not but really, like, kind uh, of cargo pants. That's cargo pants. Like. They're oh. they're the cargo short, like wearing like you know, <laughs> like brigade. You know, they're there to fuck shit up, man. Like your fans are essentially like like. You know, they're like rural metalheads. Like, you know, if they show up and they're like, that's cool, you're doing country now. I wouldn't expect them to hush down at the end of a concert for you to like. Oh, yeah, quiet, quiet, man. He's trying to say something real close here. And and he punishes them. There's so much, there's so much footage of him like fucking storming on stage for being, you know, temperamental and moody. Anyway, I don't know what I'm going on about Aaron Lewis. It's just an interesting pivot in his. I, here's the thing. Wouldn't be surprised if, you know, for some reason Nickelback, you know, ceases to be a thing. If, if in a few years Chad Kroger doesn't pivot into country music, seems like it would be a lane, you know. Yeah, I just don't. Think I agree so. that could happen. Yeah, very yeah. much so. I just don't think with where it's at right now he would fit in per se because you know it's very much of this like weird. I don't. It like country music radio seems to be about half a dozen years behind mainstream popular music, and. Every once in a blue moon when I'm exposed to it these days, I'm like, why does it sound like Drake right now? <laughs> you know? Well, I'm not a big fan of, uh, I am a big fan of collaboration. I'm a big fan of genres meeting. I think it's interesting. But what's been happening, I'm not a big fan of, and that's things like Florida Georgia Line. They're breaking up. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Good news, right? I know. I don't know what, what it is about them that you're, they irritate. <laughs> me in a big way and i don't really know why because they've even done a song with one of my favorite boy bands backstreet boys and i still was annoyed by the whole damn thing i just there's florida georgia line gets on my nerves i know we're kind of getting off nickelback no i'll bring it back to nickelback by making this comparison so in the rock world rock and metal world if nickelback are the like you know they're the villains right you know if the people who were like really diehard you know fans of the roadrunner catalog in the 90s before they got bought by EMI and then started signing bands like three doors down and shit like that. Right. And Nickelback, mm-hmm. you know, but like the Brian Posehn's of the world, like I brought up earlier, like, you know, um, were like, what the fuck, man, this was like, this was the metal label. These guys were like, they were the tastemakers. They knew the cool bands. Why are they, you know, in the country world, like they kind of the, the, what, you know, people would consider like the underground or traditional or whatever you want to call it. Sometimes it's like, it's lumped in with Americana, all that sort of stuff. But the, the kind of country music that isn't the radio country music, that's the anti-pop country music or whatever. Florida Georgia line plays that role mm-hmm. of like, ah, why do people call these guys country music? They're ruining everything. You know, the Florida Georgia lines, the Sam hunts, uh, the Kane Brown, Brown or whatever. Yeah. Like those are the villains kind of in, in that world. Right. And they're kind of, you know, they play that same role that like a lot of people are like, like that ah. anyway. Um, but it's so strange that's because there's it. something, there's something about that, that irritates me, but uh, with the whole bro country thing, but at the same time, I love Dallas Smith doing default and his own country career. I think his songs are great. I don't know if I, I wouldn't know. I mean, I, I might've heard these songs, but I just wouldn't even. I think I think he does a fan, I think he does a fantastic job in this genre. So I think it suits him. But yeah, protege obviously from Nickelback, and I agree, it would be a very easy line to cross. Chad Kroger going into country, I could see it. Well, and listening to Photograph today is what made me think of that. Because I was like, this just seems like, you know, and, you know, the lyrics are kind of trying about trying to be like, I don't know, he's like lamenting, like, you know, small town life when he was a kid. He's never very like uh, specific exactly. I mean, other than, Mm -hmm. but I think it would have to be a passion project for him, though. I don't think it's something he needs to do. Mm -hmm. Like it's 
I think Nickelback's just going to be fine. Still releasing their rock albums to whoever it is who's buying them, who pretends that they're not, but you know, there's well, millions of people buying them. Yeah. I'll have to admit I'm more familiar with photograph through the memes than I am ever heard. I heard the song on the radio, but the video is cool because they actually go back to Hannah to film it. All I know is the scene of him literally holding <laughs> like that's what's yeah. funny about Nickelback. And that's why it's so memeable is because he writes a lyric where he says, look at this photograph. And then he shows a video where he literally holds up this a photograph. Yeah. Look at this graph. Yeah. Look at this photograph. And then everybody on the internet is like, oh, meme, 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 oh. meme, meme. You've seen, the, you've seen the graph one though, right? Oh, where yeah. It's like somebody just puts a graph into the frame and then it just shows, goes back to chat. And he's just like, eh. it's just fucking funny because it's weird. I, I probably saw a hundred million versions of that meme. Uh, over yeah. so, uh, and then and then and then and then the song though that I heard the most when this album came out was probably Rockstar. That one I could not seem to escape. And it there was a like, real who's who of celebrities in that video too. Well, I never, I don't remember the video much, but I do remember hearing the song getting like a ton of rotation on the on the radio. And mm. at the point, all I can remember thinking is every time I come on, is in my brain, I would just be like, yes, yes, Chad, we know, we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did it irritate be you because it was star. talking about how much fucking money they had? Yeah, it, it was interesting coming from a guy who's like, "This is what I want to do," you know, in the future if I had my way. And you're like, "Dude, you that you are that guy. Like, you what are you that. talking about?" But he's like, when I grow hang up, up, yeah, I'm gonna hang out at the Playboy Mansion all the time." And you're like, "I mean, I'm pretty sure you can just do that." You're like, <laughs> you know, I don't know, like. I, there's only about that song that made me like, how the streams or and how they came true. Yeah, th- <laughs> that's all. It was nothing about the song that made I me put just it go. On my like, dream board, my vision <laughs> board, manifest, my vision board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I manifest that shit. Yeah. Hey, this is a small thing, but what really irritates me is people who spell Nickelback N I C K L E. No, that is wrong. It's not like pickle. It's N I C K E L, like a nickel, like money. Yes. No, I I got it. So, (laughs) supposedly, supposedly, is there a Starbucks in Hannah, or there was in the nineties? This is a weird thing to me because I didn't think Starbucks was around even in Edmonton yet or Calgary. And here he's working at Starbucks in Hannah. The story about their name doesn't track. I think that. He was working in a coffee shop. I always heard a coffee shop. I never heard Starbucks till I read the wiki. Keep that well, brand name out there of there. Was, there was Starbucks in Vancouver, and they did move to Vancouver. Yeah, but it was already Nickelback before then, wasn't it? I don't know. That's what I mean. Is something about the story of their name doesn't add up. Because they were called Village Idiot, and they just did Metallica and Nirvana covers and shit like that. <laughs> right? Sense. How do they and do Metallica then- covers if they ain't got no guitar solo? Well, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Well, they also had a different lineup of the band, so I'm guessing oh, okay. whoever played the guitar. Fired the lead guitar All right, guys. Well, I'll join the band, but just so you know, I don't know how to play lead. You're in. <laughs> You're in. You got maybe the job. Maybe that's what happened. They were just their 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 lead guitar player was just like a real prick, and they were just like, "Oh, you know what I hate? Guitar <laughs> solos. Get them out of here." anymore. <laughs> Although, in a weird way, it foreshadowed like, when he, Metallica he, would make a whole album without guitar solos yeah it was so. terrible well at least you know that guy's not going to be trying to hog the spotlight <laughs> <laughs> well okay so right? they did go through because originally the band was like them and like their brother and a cousin or something right and then eventually they i think they went through one or two bro's members. still there yeah yeah i'm not sure who i knew i do know that the guy drumming for them now used to be the drummer for three doors down yep yeah that's all i know i don't know who that guy is though yeah daniel but his name is Daniel. Did he do the original drum line for Superman? <laughs> if I go crazy, then we'll that, was, that was a pretty iconic drum line. Actually, I think he did. I think he did. Um, <laughs> um, but I wouldn't, I, I, I'm like, okay, if they were doing well enough, I mean, okay, so the story is that. They made a demo tape. They borrowed $4,000 or something from uh, somebody's stepdad. And then they say, but they only needed two grand to make the demo. And they spent the other two grand on magic mushrooms. 
does a lot of mushrooms. I don't see this as a band that does mushrooms. They just don't seem like the type to me. So many mushrooms. Absolutely. Coke for sure. Who are they buying those mushrooms off of? They're getting ripped off. Yeah, two grand for mushrooms. I mean, unless they got a fucking basement full of mushrooms. Coke and weed. But at some point, they somehow, they, they were hanging out in Vancouver and selling out shows, I guess. So they got the attention of of roadrunner who at the time i think was already being bought up by emi anyway but i mean good for them you know like in the in the in that era though i can see in the 90s why that's this that band with because like you know they saw them more like oh we could get a radio single out of this band for sure right sure i mean at the time that was the post grunge era that was like the creeds and the who else i don't know when would when did puddle of mud break you know that was later i think Oh, I just dropped a nail. Look at this. Whoa. <laughs> is that you with them? Naomi, yes. Naomi is just revealing that she has a picture with the members of Nick and Beth. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> the pose right around you there. You should have started that right at the top of the hour so that we would have known your position right off the bat. Put this in our social media. I'm basically their publicist. Put this on your social media. Yeah. Oh, you definitely. Okay. Send us a, send us a decent picture of that. Okay. That will cool. yeah, that's it. There's that, our, I gotta our find album. that nail that I dropped on the floor. Yeah, it'll be fine. Getting that off the wall. You'll find it later. Loser. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So the the only two songs that stand out on this album are the songs that were the singles. Um to me anyway. Um, but it seems like those were kind of the not the nail in the coffin for the band because obviously their career has managed to go Continue. forward since. Um, but uh but uh, that's these are the songs I think ex- that especially photograph, but this song too, that just <laughs> made them internet memeable forever, right? Like, but, it, but the one you gotta wonder is, do they have a good sense of humor about themselves? I don't know if they do though, because here's the thing, I've, man. I've it, seen it, a couple it, things where they poked fun at themselves. Yeah, and, but and they can be brought around to it. I know they did a thing for Funnier Die where they were like, you I know, think that's the one. Um, yeah where they were brought with a publicist who was like everybody hates you how do we and then they made jokes about they were like okay so there's a rumor going around that you guys fuck goats and they're like no 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 we make love to goats yeah (laughs) and he's like um (laughs) so yeah maybe they can maybe here's the thing that could have been calculated but then they do things like do you remember when in 2013 or 14 whenever the big flood happened in high river and then there was that concert that TELUS put on that they were trying to raise money for charity. And it was like live streamed. And the whole point of live streaming, it was to get people to donate, you know, online, right. To, to the relief fund. And it was advertised as you could watch Nickelback stream like for free, you know, mm-hmm. trying to raise funds. And then the band refused to uh, go on the live stream. They made them cut it off. <laughs> and and oh, I then didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's stuff move. like that. You know, you're like well, for what? a charity show, yeah. But yeah, that's kind of move. that's kind of a shit move, right? Like, yeah, that I think it like t- I remember at the time Tell us <clears throat> having to put a tweet out that was like, Hey, sorry, and that we told you you could watch Nickelback, but you can't. So that was <laughs> the band's decision, not ours. I didn't know about that. Could have been management, I don't know. It could have not been uh um, you know, just stuff like that. Eh, leaves a leaves a bad impression. Leaves a bad impression. Okay, well, let me think. What's we, there... We've been everywhere with this one. I know we've been all over the place. Is there? I don't. I don't, I don't think I really had back. many other notes on this. I would say, here's my position on the band. I'm not a fan. I'm never going to be a fan. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been a fan with this band the first time I heard them. You know, they didn't turn my head then. They're not going to turn my head now. Mm-hmm. um bands that sound like them don't really do much for me you know like that whole scene of that 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 weird kind of post grunge you know it's just like kind of commercial cash in on on the sound anyway of like you know the the hole that was left by you know a band like nirvana let's say or whatever right mm-hmm. but but just doesn't doesn't come off as sincere you know kind of comes off as calculated right and chad kroger's admitted as much he's said in interviews that he like he's studied every hit song on the radio to try and come up with like a formula of what a hit song sounds like right Mm -hmm. and he pulled it off 
Sure. So sure. good for him. It's a little bit like what Charlie was saying before, where it's like, yeah, I'm not going to physically hurt myself. <laughs> if yeah. somebody's like, hey, you want to listen to some Nickelback? I'm not going to be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to take this drilling, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if I have the choice to say no, thank you <laughs> or change the station, I will. Pardon me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind if we change to the different station? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, there's a younger version of me that would have would have been a real smart ass or said something like, you know, like whatever. But uh, you know, I've I've You're a dad now. You chilled out. Well, it's not even a chill out thing. It's more of a it's more of a just like, you know what? I'll let other people enjoy that. That's for them, not for me. At the end of the day, it is that it's you like what you like. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's all great. But for me, that's fine. I don't care. You listen to whatever you want to listen to. And I definitely think it's lazy to just say that people, I hate this, I hate that, whatever. I listened to this album. I gave it a fair shot. After mm-hmm. I finished listening to this album, I went back upstairs and I was just doing stuff. It had affected me in the way that I was in a bad mood. I was, I was, really? I was angry for the next, I had to listen to something else because I was just not happy. Not were you like, ready to, were you ready to do some MMA fighting? I felt like, like the energy drink fueled, like, I was, ah. were you yeah. like, I'm going to get in my F-150 and go to the local small town bar yeah. and fight from somebody for looking at my wife. I wasn't, ah. I wasn't, is it the lyrics or the music that does that? I think it was just the, the overall feel, you know, yeah. like that's who it's tailored to, I, I think, right? Like, that's who its easiest market is, right? And I'm, I'm not going to say, like, I hate the band or whatever, but, like, I was unhappy and angry when I listened to a full album. Not because, I, you know, oh, you damn you guys for making me listen to this. It was just like, and it took me a while to realize it, but, like, after a half an hour of doing other stuff, I was like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> Why am I so unhappy? What else have I done today? Oh, I listened to that Nickelback album. That's funny. I, I wonder, I feel like feel I was texting way? you at some point during this period and I could feel a little bit of like, like oh, Charlie's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Were you guys like texting each other on the side being okay? <sighs> no, it was more like we're talking about me. like just other stuff in general, just, you know, like band stuff or something. And Charlie's like, oh yeah, well, fuck you then. I'm like, you too then. And we're like, what the? Whoa, Whoa Charlie. Dude. Okay. I, all I said was like, <laughs> oh, there. maybe we'll have to do that on Wednesday. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> He's like, I'll fucking fight you. Like, okay. So that is a, yeah, that's a hard. Okay. Yeah. This is very enlightening. Well, Naomi, tell you what though, because you know, this is, this is all about giving bands a fair shake. And uh, so maybe, you know, I think my position is, does it deserve to be in the bargain bin? Yeah, it does. Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Naomi, well, why don't you give you the final word and, you know, maybe you can, Say your piece and 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 if you feel I like you need to defend Nickelback or this album or whatever like you want the, to say. I don't like the whole first of all the whole concept of the bargain bin being what this episode's about because the connotation <laughs> of the bargain bin is that it's garbage. No, not necessarily. No. Not necessarily because we've done other albums that you know that they're just either critically maligned. Like this sold a lot of albums, you know. You yeah. Know? Um especially for where the band were at that point and the amount of hits that came off of it and whatnot. I don't, I don't always like as a, as a musician myself, I don't always like the songs that have the big mass appeal either, because sometimes it gets really annoying to hear don't stop believing over and fucking over and fucking over. That being said, this is a mass appeal type of band. I get the crowd that it appeals to, but I like it. I don't think it's bargain bin. That's just there you go. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So is it in your collection? It's I've owned it. Yeah. Already for a while. Right on. Um, hey, that's what we're, this we're here to do, though. We're here to have different opinions and discuss yep. them, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what makes life interesting. It I think it's more life. fun when we don't agree. Oh, for sure. sure. It would be a boring ass show if it were like, yes, <laughs> this is like, good. Yes, I also agree. Yeah, yes, we this is talk about. That was pretty good. Huh? Was <laughs> Thanks for coming, good. guys. This has been an episode of Learning the Lesson. Uh, Bye. Um, okay. Well, all right. Charlie, not going in your collection. It stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's not going to buy. Like you know, I'm not going to jump on the the internet neckbeard like you know 
just hate for the sake of hate. I'm just going to change the channel. I don't like feeling angry <laughs> no. for no reason. That's fair. We can't, um, we can't have you listening to things that make you feel this way. Don't get me all revved up or I'm going to have to blow off some steam at the arcade. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think we said all we could say. So let's move on. Let's wrap this up. Let's move towards the end of an episode. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. Uh, if you want to know what we're up to when we're going to come back from a hiatus and all that, make sure you go to our website. Um, you know, that's where we post all the shit. Uh, what is that website, Charlie? Oh, it's L2LPodcast.com. Right on. And if you have any hot takes about Nickelback or this album or anything in general, if you just want to let us know, give us an earful. You know, tell us we're full of ourselves and we don't know fucking hot shit from good chocolate or whatever. Then you got to call us. We got a phone number for that. What is it, Naomi? I'm really sad you guys haven't called yet. It's uh, 780-851-8785. Right on. So all you have to do is leave a message and we might just play it at the end of an episode or something. You never know. Um, Okay. So now we got to play the Naomi game. Hey, yeah. So we forgot on our Patreon earlier. So Patreons, if you're listening, uh, hold tight. We'll do it at the end. Get we just we, we got a little distracted talking about something very, very smutty, though. So fun stuff. Real before fun. we put the smutty stuff, time. if you want to hear the smut, you got to go on to patreon.com slash 18 plus go there. But also speaking of our different tastes of music, we noticed that Naomi, although this seems to be the, probably one of the more modern albums that you've gotten behind is is this Nickelback album. So, you know, That's we thought pretty sad, isn't it? <laughs> well, well, it's just something modern. we noticed over People time. Like, we were like, like seven. Yeah. yeah well, Renee, we have a cutoff for modern music and it, it's yeah in this era. So we're mm-hmm. like, maybe we can, you know, show you like there is music out there. That's not so bad. We've been kind of leaning in a pop direction, but maybe in the future we'll add some rock songs to it or whatever, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay. So we picked a couple of songs and we're going to task you with listening to them. And the only way you guys know whether she is going what song she's going to pick or she could pick one. She could pick the other. She could pick both. Actually, she could is, pick yeah. What we're, what we're adding to her modern jukebox uh, playlist is by going to patreon.com slash learning to listen. So uh, Charlie, Hey, you got a song lined up that you I might. Song. Uh, I didn't find a, a good in point. So I'm just going to have to start it at the top. Uh, but this is a song about a thing. That's a, a bit of a hot hot you know a hot thing right now especially here in edmonton with the hockey and all that this is a song by the viagra boys uh and it's called sports okay oh (laughs) i like that surfers he's already furring her brow charlie butthole surfers eh not the butthole surfers but are you sure not not sure (laughs) this could be the butthole surfers you do have a point anyways i should have found a uh, an intro spot but okay well it's the first 45 okay so that's the viagra boys with viagra boys with sports okay that's your pick Okay, so uh, I discovered this band. They put out their debut album in 2019. I don't know if uh, they've followed it up yet, but uh, it's kind of within our five-year-ish parameters. So uh, the song I'm picking is called Your Love Is All I Know, and the band is called Balin. Balin? So this is Fleetwood Mac. Right on. Okay. So it looks like Charlie and I have both picked songs that uh, are reminiscent of something else. <laughs> Butthole <laughs> Surfers versus, uh, versus Fleetwood yeah. Mac. Versus Fleetwood Mac. The ultimate competition. So we'll send you those links and you give a listen. And then when we come back from hiatus, but you guys got to sign up to the Patreon. Patreon.com. Slash learning to listen to find out 
And also, if you sign up for the Patreon, uh, once we get a few songs on there, maybe we'll post a link to the playlist so you can follow along that way too. Get those hot jams. Yeah, that's it. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening once again. And uh, make sure you subscribe anywhere you need to subscribe. You know, give us a like, a follow, all that sort of stuff so that you know when we're back. Uh, Follow us on the website, uh, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, normally this is where I say what we're doing next week. Well, guess what? Nothing. (laughs) Probably not anything. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing. We'll announce that when we come back. Uh, But uh, in the meantime, um, okay. I didn't even think about this, but I'm supposed to do a clever rap, rap, wrap it up. Like I always did a dope intro, but you did, you didn't write an end. No, I did my homework for that. I didn't do the homework for the ending. So if you're uh, a bro. (laughs) And yeah, come on. That's you get get us. You're at the club. Yes. And some assholes hitting on your girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck my girl unless you wrap it up. Don't know what that was. <laughs> I ain't a comedian. It's like the Michael Scott of outros. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Prison Mike. <laughs> The music was fun, and then it got really dark for a while, a little bit anti-establishment. But the next thing you knew, it was totally fun again. So many artists came and went, and left us wondering, what are they doing now? This podcast isn't about the heavy hitters who are still making millions. It's about everyone else, the ones whose careers didn't really leave that decade, and kind of just still live in our memory. So you mean Vanilla Ice had another song? We all know what happened to Marky Mark. But what about the Funky Bunch? Who were the KLF? And why did Tammy Wynette record a song with an electro dance band that topped the charts? Two genres that specifically defined the 90s. What were freestyle and New Jack Swing all about? Did you know that Blossom star Joey Lawrence had a huge pop hit? Or that Alanis Morissette had a really hot pop career in Canada before Jagged Little Pill? Special guests will also be joining me to discuss the great era of glitter, grunge, thin eyebrows, hammer pants, and total ridiculousness. We're even setting up some interviews with some of the musicians that define the times. Okay, so if you're older than 30, you might be sitting here going, man, I totally remember that song, but I have no idea who does that. Well, then you better listen and find out. I'm Naomi Carmack, host of the Ultimate 90s podcast, Dope Nostalgia. You're going to be busting a move again, coming in early 2020. You want to follow us so that you know when we go live? Check out our Twitter at Nostalgia Dope. Or you can find us on Instagram at dope underscore nostalgia. If you've got a question or you just want to be on the show, email us at dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com.